All right, welcome to the Fit Man's Podcast. This is the podcast for the modern day man that wants to be fit, healthy, and successful, all whilst keeping their social life intact. I'm your host, Blair Sangster, and I'm going to be coming at you with practical tips, actionable steps for you guys to implement into your own lives, covering pretty much everything from training, nutrition, mindset, and lifestyle for you guys to become and stay modern day fit men. So get yourselves ready, get ready to take some mental notes, and let's get stuck in to today's episode. All right, everyone, I hope you're doing well. So as you can maybe tell, my voice is a little bit off now um, because I seem to have got a cold. Air quotes or brackets, it's not COVID. I feel like you need to clarify that these days. But anyway, before we get stuck into the episode, I just wanted to kind of do a little introduction to it separately. So I've already spoken with Johnny. It was a lot of fun. He's a great guy and it was so good to have him on the podcast and also it was our first ever guest. So that's pretty awesome. I'm hoping to get a few more people on as well. And look, if there's anyone that you want me to get on that you think would be a good addition to get on, then please let me know. We'd love to hear it and I'll do my best to see if I can if I can get them on. But in today's conversation with Johnny, we kind of went over a few key things, right? We, we talked about different equipment that you should have in your kitchen to make your life easy. We talked about um, different things you should kind of always have in the kitchen at any time, whether, you know, when it comes to actual food sources to, to again, make it easy for yourself. We talked about generally different kind of recipes, different meal prep, um, and how you can kind of make seemingly boring food very different or how you can make the same ingredients go very, very far. And then we kind of finished off with just sort of our general general thoughts and like a general conversation on sort of diet culture and meal plan and like where we think maybe people are going wrong and the whole the whole conversation was kind of summed up nicely with we we sort of came out with three sort of outcomes right and the first one was all based around making it easy for yourself the second one was all based around sort of living within your own rules to give you some sort of structure to succeed and then the last main outcome we spoke about was looking at the sort of not necessarily the education gap, but definitely a knowledge gap in terms of what's on the plate and what that's gonna do for you in your body, in your with in terms of, of your goals, um, your physique goals, your health goals, your fitness goals, all that kind of stuff. So give it a listen, let me know what you think, and yeah, I'll chat to you at the end. Cheers. Johnny, how's it going, man? Thanks for coming on to the podcast. How are you? Thank you for having me on. Yeah, I am all good. Um, podcasters won't know that I'm wearing a hat and I have about 17 layers on, but apart from cold, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, okay. Well, we can deal with that. We can deal with that. <laughs> nice, man. So then I suppose a good place to to kind of start here is rather than me butchering uh, an introduction for yourself, I'll let you kind of um, kind of give yourself a little introduction and even go into a bit more detail, like kind of a little bit about your story, where you've come from, how you've come to be the coach's chef. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah. Long story short, how, how long have we got? It's probably gonna be a podcast on everything that I've done up to this date. Um, <laughs> so I mean, ultimately I, I, I've been in the industry for about 17 years and I say industry, I mean like, um, cooking in and around food. So I started when I was like 14, there's my age 32, um, uh, actually it might be even 18 years now got the job sat we were members of a yacht club my dad says right we're getting you a job and I was like no dad please don't I remember the conversation around the dinner table he's like no 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 he stood up off he went to the kitchen got me a job and you know when you have those jobs when you're starting out and you, you, you I'm so stood there 
horrible split shifts. You can't do anything in between catering industry, anti-social hours. And I thought I could never find myself doing this as a full-time job, right? Shock, full circle. <laughs> um, with various other jobs in between, online coaching, PTing, uh, worked as a store manager in Hollister, owned a meal prep business. Um, and how I found myself at the Coach's Chef, as, as, as we know each other through Authority Network, mm-hmm. um, there was a post that went up in there. And you know when you leave, um, you know when you leave like a cup downstairs and, and you, you walk upstairs or you walk past it and you think, I really should put that away because it's, it's now on my brain. You're halfway up the stairs and you go back to it. This is what happened in, in AN, right? Okay. Um, I scrolled past this post. I was like, oh, no, whatever. Went back to it, reread it again. I thought, no, I can do that. So webinars started happening. Um, then I was like, well, hang on a minute. There's a, there's a market for this. Let's get sort of a program built out in the back end to be then coaches in-house chef. Yeah. So I, I go into groups as, an, as a group expert, um, taking, I guess it's a delegation point of view, right? I've become a member of staff for coaches. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a quick stop, quick whistle stop tour. <laughs> my... No, it was yeah. good. It was good. But yeah, I think like, in t- yeah, in terms of what it is you're doing, like it's definitely a huge you know benefit for, for coaches to have into their program. Because, you know, even when I think about my clients, like the, the training side of things generally is the easier part of the equation, right? Because like normally when they're, when they're ready to kind of make a change and sign up to something like this, they're they already know that they're going to be going to the gym and they're, they're probably going to end up enjoying it, but it's the nutrition side that probably is difficult. And I think there's still a little bit of that sort of barrier between I need to be good and I can never be bad. And like good food is this and bad food is that, and there's no kind of crossover, but I think someone like yourself coming in can kind of can blend the two together in a better way. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we will have seen it countless times, you know, media social media people labeling things good and bad and and ultimately um and somebody said this to me like you you eat every single day for the rest of your life right you might not necessarily train yeah injuries or you've not got time or whatever might happen gym's busy as anything and you give up um not that that's what no, we no, should no, do, no. by the way <laughs> push through um yeah if you don't abs are made in the kitchen, all these quotes we could reel off about can't out train a bad diet. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, if you can make it as easy as humanly possible, it doesn't have to be overly complicated. Um, yeah. I think some of the topics that we want to cover through this is yeah. um, I've got a book next to me, which I've only just started reading. It says, what is it? It's called the art and science of food pairing 10,000 flavor matches <laughs> that will transform the way you eat. Right. <laughs> Who are not sure I, of options then, are we? Like, <laughs> no, I know. And I, I Googled it the other day. I was like, how, right, I'm, gonna, I'm going even further into this. And apparently there are more flavor combinations and, re- and recipes than atoms, which is like <laughs> mind-blowing because of all the different combinations. So it's not, uh, you know this full well being an online coach and, and your clients will have heard you say this countless times, I'm sure. It's, it's implementation over information. Yeah. Like ultimately you can have a stack of recipe books, but without having quick get out of jail free card recipes as I like to put them yeah you're never going to move through and move forward yeah 100% one thing I actually do with all the guys I work with is like like quite near the start I'll get them to just take notes on their phone 
and I'll just say, right, I want you to have a list of what is the nearest supermarket, not even supermarket, just like corner shop to your flat. What's the nearest shop to your office or you know your commute or something? And then I want you to go in there and pick out like two to three things, whether it's snacks or whether it's things you can make a meal out of. So that on those days when you really can't be asked, when you're on the way home from work to cook, it's like, right, you don't even think, you just get the notes out on your phone, go to the shop and buy those things. Because as soon as you can take the decision-making out of it, I think it actually becomes easier and just kind of go on autopilot rather than, you know, trying to find a recipe and then you can't be bothered and you're like, oh, you know what? I'll just go for the oven pizza or something like that. 100%. And actually it's a challenge for me, um, even in social media, like I'm thinking to myself, I really should be cooking more. I should be cooking different food. My default is the meals that I suggest to people all the time. Um, They're things that I just do by accident almost. Um, Like one of my, my biggest top tips is always cook more food. Right. So roast dinner is a classic. Um, Definitely UK listeners would, (laughs) would know this. Um, I just, I buy the biggest chicken I can possibly buy. I cook the whole thing. I, I cook uh, one to two kilos of potatoes, same of parsnips and, and carrots and broccoli. And then I've got quick veg yeah. just, just to fry off for the whole week. I've got a quick omelet. I've got a quick bubble and squeak I can put with the shredded chicken. Um, and it's pretty much the same every week. I try and mix out <coughs> ingredients to help my gut health. Yeah. But ultimately it's exactly that. Yeah. It is... Um, it's making it easy for yourself, isn't it? 100%. It doesn't have to be pretty. Like, uh, I'm not te- teaching people to eventually go on to MasterChef, and I would no way ever say that about myself, almost, you know? Like, I'm not that type of chef. Yeah. I'm just trying to make things easy for people. Ultimately. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think that, that that's definitely the key thing. So that probably leads us quite nicely on to one of the first things we want to talk about, which is kind of, I thought it would be good for you to chat through kind of kitchen essentials and, you know, no kind of set numbers, but things that you think, people should have in the kitchen, I suppose, to help them make it easy. Any kind of like big, big items, big top tips that are must-haves. Okay. Uh, kitchen scales. Um, in actual fact, and I've got to make sure that you've uh, put your water down first because I was going to say drug scales. Um, <laughs> and I didn't want you to spit your water up. Uh, but seriously, like you need scales that, that, that mark up like one gram or half a gram. Okay. And I know I've gone a bit controversial straight away, but they are sold. As, they are sold as like um, uh, herb scales, right? And everybody sees them on Amazon. You're like, yeah, I'm fucking right. They're, they are definitely for something else other than herb, <laughs> right? <laughs> but my point here is that if you can get concise with even like seasoning mm-hmm. and ingredients, mm-hmm. um, and you can you can work out the exact grammages without it going like five grams at a time. You're going to make sure that every recipe is like precise. And, and you know that with, with regards to macros and, yeah. and, and calories and all that kind of stuff. Even if you're, I don't know, 10 grams short, three day, three times a day, seven times a week, times yeah. a month. Yeah. yeah, That's a big sway in calories, seven to a thousand calories possibly. Yeah. So that's obviously number one. Uh, a temperature probe would be number two. Um you can never overcook protein sources if you have a temperature probe. Uh, it's very useful for barbecues uh, with charcoal sausages and things like that. I actually, I got one of them. Well, maybe not a proper one. I got one of them for Christmas. Um, a, t- a temperature probe? Well, like a, 
I'm going to sound all fancy here. It's got Bluetooth on it. So you like stick it in and then it connects to your phone and it'll tell you right. like, how long it's got left to cook. And I was pretty excited. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's seriously techie. That's, um, that's, that's brilliant. Um, because as, as you develop as a chef, like I can temperature probe something, see it 65 degrees and I know roughly yeah. how long it's cooking. Yeah. Um, so I don't even turn over the, uh, packs of food anymore and to find out how they cook i just turn the oven up to 200 degrees and i just chuck it in and and check it Mm -hmm. um leading on to the 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 third kitchen accessory which would be a timer like we spend enough of our time on our phones Mm -hmm. that it's useful to have a completely separate timer for that that Mm -hmm. goes off um and you can get two or three of them from amazon and you can then start putting them you can even label them right to like oven hob one hob two and then you know how long you've got for food yes ultimately going down the the rabbit warren of like chefing bringing things together as one and making them all warm at the same time is is one of the biggest challenges with cooking yeah um something that my wife struggles with immensely like she'll start the toast before the eggs are even started and and the toast you know what i mean she's learning like um uh it doesn't help that I'm in the house either. Um, so that would be number three. <laughs> so yes, yeah, like like what we just said, like that master chef judgment. I'm sat there like, yeah. <laughs> really going to do that? Um, so that's number three. So we've got temperature probe, obviously scales, a timer, mm-hmm. sharp knife, and a and a good knife sharpener. Tr- uh, I wouldn't do the Amazon best sharpener in the world. I bought one and it's shit, <laughs> so bad um i have one which has got like a number one and a number two on it and you just pass yeah. it through the flint um again you don't need to mess around with a steely like that's the best way of doing it but you've really got to know what you're doing yeah, yeah, yeah. um what else uh, tongs like it's something that's really overlooked i guess in kitchens tongs yeah. are really easy and good for just flipping stuff over without having to mess around with like hand-eye coordination with two forks and things oh, like 100%. that um you need a good spatula. Uh, it can't be too fli- uh, floppy. Uh, <laughs> and it has to be the, the right amount of firmness. Because uh, then that helps you with eggs and, it's, and it stops things sticking as easily. Um, so good quality one of those. What else? Um, I like to like, I like to cheat as well. So I'll use like a grater instead of <coughs> popping things down fine. Or, yeah. you know, like you can go spiralizers and... One thing I would say with, I mean, I'm not sure how, how much your Bluetooth thermometer costs, but <laughs> you might not have to buy that again, right? So I'm very much about cost per use. So yeah, I've got yeah. a Japanese spiralizer that cost me £180. Now you might think, holy shit, that's a lot of money for a spiralizer. Bought it when I had the meal prep business. And it, I mean, in itself has spiralized hundreds of kilos of courgettes and, and button up. <laughs> And it's still going, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you are serious about cooking and, and, and prep, mm-hmm. and I think cost shouldn't necessarily be too much of an issue. Yes, in the instance, like I, I just bought an air fryer, which is the, the in thing at the moment. Um, that was 200 pounds, but cost per use, oh, if I can get two years life out of it, that's what eight, 600 days divided, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think it probably, it goes for a lot of things when it comes to, I even think like your health and fitness in general, right? Like you, you get what you pay for. hundred percent. Yeah. Like whether yeah. it's kitchen utensils, whether it's, you know, getting you in, in, in the program, whether it's 
you know having a pt or whatever it is there's there's always going to be two ends to it the the kind of cheaper version of spiralizers and then the, the top end japanese ones yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly and i actually bought um oh what did i buy it was an alligator i don't know if you've ever heard of them it's kind of you put your vegetables in it and it dices food exactly in i've the heard of these actually that you just you press on the top or that's it yeah so i bought you know as you are starting out in business i was like oh fuck fine that's an expensive one it was a it was like 120 pounds and i was like that is a lot of money for this when amazon are selling them for 20. <laughs> so there i was chopping away my um tomatoes and all that kind of stuff and i noticed tiny shards of plastic breaking off because it was like it was eating itself yeah yeah, right? yeah. And i was like well <laughs> no wonder it's 20 pounds so I bought a steel one that didn't do that. And I've still got it yeah. 120 pounds later. So again, there's loads of little tools that you can buy for your kitchen that you don't even need to be a good chef. You don't need to have good knife skills. You yeah. put your tomato in, bang, you've got a square, like really nicely diced food. And that can also have a massive impact on how food tastes with texture yeah, and how uh, sort of satiated you feel. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the right word. Um, your macro breakdowns as well. So if you're making couscous and you're you're chopping up giant courgettes, you're going to find that the first part of the week you're just going to have courgettes, but the end of the week you're going to have couscous, right? Um, so it works kind of. It's not just uh, about how the, the meal looks. Yeah, it has yeah. different dimensions. It does carry over in other ways. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because people always say to me, "Oh, how do I?" Um, how do I cook for families and, and then ha- and know how many calories I'm having myself? Well, you weigh out all the food, you know how much it is per portion. And if you've prepped it well enough and it's all mixed, it works out as an average anyway. Yeah. 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 Give or take. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, yeah, totally. So that, that's good, Max. I think there's definitely a few items in there that like, I, I, th- I think I have them all to be fair. Um, so actually apart from the, the alligator thing, yeah. um, but I think in my, I suppose a, a benefit for me, Anna's, Anna's mom was a chef. So okay. she's very into cooking. Therefore we have a lot of good utensils, but I do know that if I wound back like four or five years, there's definitely a few things on that list I wouldn't have. So I know people will find that useful. Yeah. And then I suppose following on from that would be like actual foods. So cupboard, kind of essentials and again maybe like three to five or six however many kind of comes to mind but things that you think that you should kind of always have this in in case you know you don't have food in the house you need to get something ready or that kind of stuff okay um first and foremost i would go with um frozen fruit and veg as as a staple um they can then be defrosted in in seconds um, to not get too into like health and hygiene mm-hmm. generally speaking if it's lukewarm water with vegetables you're going to be fine um, so it can defrost quite quickly uh, that's what I would do and then you can smoothie stuff so I, I had a smoothie this morning as a general rule I'd say don't ever drink calories right but sometimes we need to sometimes yeah. we've we're out on the road and, and the smoothie is the thing that's going to get us some fruit and veg in the day and make you yeah. feel decent yeah. so if it's 500 calories for the bottle, fuck it. Um, it's only when you're drinking that alongside your meal deal. Yeah. That it becomes your a calories have gone to a thousand without even, you know, um, so frozen, frozen fruit and veg, 100%. I really like um, flavored rice cakes at the moment. So callow do 
balsamic vinegar and beetroot ones, pesto ones, and they're really nice and sweet and you don't really need anything else. Um, yeah. I used to be well into the chocolate ones, but again, they're quite, they're double the calorie. Yeah, yeah. I'm one. So I'd rather eat twice the amount. Yeah. And they are actually quite tasty. Or other ones than two chocolate ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else would I have? I'd have, the, I'd have the lowest calorie forms of the packed grains and pulses and lentils and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily just rice ones, because they can be, what, 250 calories for half a pack. Yeah, and it's yeah, very yeah. easy to just dump the whole pack on, yeah. consume it with chicken and some sauces, and you've got a... 600 calorie yeah, meal yeah. straight away for you and i that might not be too bad yeah um but for females and that kind of stuff it's not as good yeah. not as useful um and and the good one good ones inverted commas yeah. podcast friendly uh, <laughs> they can be like 120 calories per half so you can end up eating a serious amount of food volume again for just being caught short and something that i really like at the moment is tinned tinned fish mm. now obviously if you don't like fish then you can ignore me <clears throat> <laughs> um obviously it's a funny one when people ask me about um oh so what would you have for lunch or what would like have you got any well what i eat is completely different yeah taste wise um than somebody else so yeah uh the tin fish i find it's a really nice way of getting a sauce protein a protein source um and, and a tasty food instantly on top of your so what kind of fish what kind of fish would that be It'd be like mackerel or sardines, like just the little tin yeah, ones. Yeah. You can buy katsu curry flavor. You can buy hot chili. You can buy tomato, hot tomato, whatever it is. Yeah. And in those few ingredients that I've just listed, I've got a sub 10 minute dinner there. So yeah. I've got protein sauce. I've got a microwavable um, like pack of carb. And yeah. then I've got some vegetables that I can defrost in the mic, um, defrost in some water that I can just add into the veg. Yeah. like peas, sweet corn and peppers, you don't even need to cook them. They just go in and then you've got three veg, a decent <laughs> amount of carb sauce and then a protein sauce. Easy. Easy, which I think I saw in one of your reels the other day, uh, like lunch ideas. And you just went around the supermarket and just... Yeah, and yeah, just, just picked things out. <laughs> and a squeezy pouch as well. Sometimes, you know, I, I quite like playing golf at the moment. Mm. I'll just take a squeezy pack of yogurt with me. Yeah. That's 25 grams of protein with a smoothie and boom i've got a balanced nutrition yeah 100 percent. yeah i think like what you said there is is, is interesting because another thing that i quite often say to to my clients is like when they're <clears throat> when they are sort of building a meal i almost have you know like step one is right where's the protein coming from <clears throat> so like what what's the protein source going to be and depending on you know how much time they have or how much prep they've done in advance it might just be taking some chicken out of the fridge it might be going and buying some pre-cooked chicken it might be you know, starting from scratch and then cooking the chicken. Mm -hmm. And then second of all, it's like, right, okay, well, where is the, where's the vegetables coming from? And then again, it, you have your different options in terms of frozen, or you can go full shebang and, you know, do it all yourself and then yeah. kind of build out from there. And then I think, okay, well, where's the carbs coming from? And is it, is it a meal that needs to be kind of heavy on carbs? Or is it, is it going to be something that you're having after training a couple hours before training? Or is it something that really doesn't need to be like overly excessive, right? Where you could have half a bag of rice instead of the whole bag of rice. <clears throat> and then depending on what it is they're having for, for me, I normally say like, if you're having some sort of sauce, it will probably like pasta <clears throat> with some sort of like pre-made sauce. And like the fats will probably take care of themselves just from the sauce. 
but yeah. you can always kind of add bits and pieces in. I feel like mm-hmm. that kind of lines up roughly with what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just it's um like little rules. Mm. Like if you can build your life with the like it's, our <laughs> life is filled with like not to be too left wing or right wing <laughs> and, and go political too quickly, Blair. Um, <laughs> let's maybe stay away from that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but our lives are dictated with like little rules and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Speed limits and what you can and can't do with your loved mm-hmm. ones at the moment and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, like, like you just said, find out where that's coming from right now. Make sure that vegetables are like a key point of the meal. So if a recipe says this, just add two to every, every meal that you ever cook, just add two veg yeah. just to make sure that then you're not having something in the morning. That's for example, just beige food right so it's not bread and it's not cereal and it's not just eggs you've added and even if it was you've eaten eggs and then you've had a banana and an apple or a pear and a nectarine or whatever it might be yeah it's two extra fruit and veg that's going to help you to feel better ultimately yeah yeah Yeah. so if you just build yourself out with little rules like that then yeah it it is a massive help isn't it i think it's again for me even what you said there it kind of comes back to that like going on autopilot and knowing right cool well i've got for breakfast i know i'm gonna have yeah okay i'm gonna have eggs but i'm also gonna have a fruit and you know two pieces of fruit with it and it's the same thing like sometimes i'll get questions around like oh if i'm i'm needing lunch on the go but there's like not really any good options and in my head i'm like well there is but okay i'll you really don't know them yet so then they'll pick something else and i'm like cool but just do me a favor and just bring like 30 to 40 grams of whey protein with you and just shake it up and drink that on the side like it doesn't have to be all as one you can just add something in or grab one of the yogurt pouches even better yeah uh, and have them at the same time yeah. rather than them thinking they need to go around and pick something that's like one meal that ticks all the boxes instead of just adding other bits and pieces in that's absolutely yes absolutely spot on i think a lot of the times it's um especially for me i don't know about yourself i have this like romantic idea to that i want to read a physical book right i want to read it i don't want to listen to it i feel like i'm cheating if i like podcasts are fine but if i listen to a book i feel like i've cheated on it yeah I know it's the same thing with um with cooking sometimes like i think some people get stuck with if i'm cooking it needs to be from scratch yeah when actually like if we can cheat that process and make instead of uh uh, I'm thinking of the um, the Swede carrot and potato mash from yeah. Sainsbury's, little Aldi, wherever you want to buy it from. Yeah, it's a yeah, pound yeah. a pack. Like, okay, that, it's a pound. So people are like, that's a bit excessive because it's made for you and they're going to put costs on it and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay, great. But most workplaces have a microwave. You can probably eat it cold if you really needed to. <laughs> yeah. How much does the gas and electric cost you to warm up the potatoes and the carrots and the Swede? to be able to do it, how long is that going to take you? The effort to mash it down and make sure it's all creamy and smoothie, uh, smoothie, creamy and smooth <laughs> and seasoned, right? Yeah. Like, let's just cheat the process. Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably but, not what you expect a chef to say, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it's good, isn't it? Because and I, um, I was actually listening to you on um, Ca- um, Cambro Conversations podcast mm-hmm. earlier, earlier in the week as like a bit of bit of research right yeah, yeah. Um, and um one i know one of the things you spoke about there which um made a lot of sense to me was how you know if you're going out to eat to a restaurant you were saying how it's this you know it's the chef's job to make you want to come back and make you want to leave a review yeah like they're going to go all out to make it taste amazing but 
but then when, when you're cooking something yourself you, you don't have to do that and you can kind of cheat the process a little bit to still get some really good flavors to make it mm-hmm. something that you want to stick to um without having to go through all the effort to get there yeah yeah absolutely and one of my other little cheats for on that basis mm-hmm. is if we were to take an example and i can't remember if i said this on that on Canberra conversations um but if you took the same uh, what everybody thinks to get into shape you should be eating so broccoli chicken and rice right that <laughs> the, 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 the bro diet yeah, yeah. <laughs> the classic like five or six years ago it was all the trend if you didn't do that you weren't getting in shape right you weren't fitness no no no, no you weren't a pt um <laughs> and, and credit to some people out there they can do that and, yeah. and put mustard and ketchup on it and eat that forever crack on but most people aren't like that yeah um you almost have this like food is fuel or food is life mm-hmm. the yeah. wide and, and we kind of like go along the scale yeah it's a spectrum isn't it rather than a yeah yeah but if you took that example and then just bought some pre-made seasonings Mm-hmm. you could uh, one of my one of my trainings inside people's groups is like around the world in seven like see how many how, how that take the same ingredients flavor them slightly differently because the other question i'm sure you get loads of times is i don't like eating the same food all the time yeah and i'm sure like, maybe your response sometimes is yeah but if you can do that you'll get the fucking result and then <laughs> we can then you can eat what you want and then you can go wherever you want right um Again, this is like sort of, I don't like the word hack necessarily, but it's like cheating yeah. your taste pa- uh, taste buds and, and, and your palate. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, take a base. You can season your protein sauce differently mm-hmm. with those different seasonings. And all of a sudden you can do salmon, chicken, cod, turkey mints, and you've got four different flavors, four different protein sources. It all tastes different, mm-hmm. but it's kind of the same ingredients. Yeah. And just working through your weeks like that to get you out of sticky situations and, and then, you know, be romantically cook on a date night or a, or a Friday night when you're, I don't know, like testing your skills. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. That's good, man. I think like, yeah, what you said there, having knowing how to use the same ingredients in different ways is probably quite massive because I know I'm, I'm definitely guilty of this. Like, I will find uh, a breakfast or a lunch that I like and I will do it to the death. And then it'll get to the point where I'm so sick of that thing. that I'm like, I need to think of another option now. (laughs) And then more often than not, I'll go back to one that I did like three months ago and I'll rinse that again. So it's kind of, but then I think, I suppose over this, over time, I have, you know, I now have a pretty decent, I think anyway, bank of like, 10 breakfasts and lunches that I know are going to kind of tick all the boxes for me mm-hmm. that I can kind of just pull out the bag. Um, whereas I think for someone who's newer to this kind of journey, newer to the process, it is, it is very much, they just have one thing they do. And then it's quite difficult to, to kind of stray away from that, to make it fit, but learning how they can use the different seasonings and use different meats and sub different things in would probably be a massive help to them. A hundred, and it builds confidence as well. Yeah, right? definitely exactly the same as if you're if you're programming the gym for somebody and you've programmed i don't know front squats um and it's they can't get on the 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 squat rack so they go and do something else but it's still working their cords predominantly right so they might do leg extensions or something like that so your 10 banker recipes for your breakfast you could open your fridge and go 
right, I've got that many ingredients, I've got that, I've got that, I've got that. Okay, which ones can I do? Right, that that eliminates seven options. Oh, I haven't got that. Right, that that gives me two two left. Which one do I pick? Yeah, and it's just that it's just that process. And the more and more you go through uh, and work at it as as like a chef, mm-hmm. that's the only reason why I can look at a, in, ingredients and come up with something different than you can. Yeah, because I've been doing it longer, practiced yeah. it longer. Yeah. I've I'm, I'm uh, I've opened my horizons to other options. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent, yeah. Definitely. I think then this again kind of moves on nicely to one of the one of the last things we're going to speak about, which is kind of just wondering what your sort of general thoughts and opinions are on kind of diet culture, meal plans, and where where you think people are maybe doing well and going wrong, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I mean, I think this because I, I mentioned to you before we came on um, that I wanted to include in this um, like recipes as well. Right. And, yeah. and sort of a slight issue with that as well. So as I mentioned to you a moment ago, uh, there's 10,000 recipes in the book sat next to me or 10,000 flavor combinations. Yeah. Uh, one of the things in that says that apparently kiwis go well with oysters because there's like a a certain type of aroma that comes from them both and that's why they work well together right fair enough <laughs> right so all these these combinations mm-hmm. are out there and it's all down to personal taste like you can suggest a meal plan to somebody that then comes back to you and says yeah but i don't like this this and this and this and this, and this. can you change it and it's like this is just a guide right? and also just because what i would suggest doesn't necessarily mean what you have to do right yeah. um so you and I might have a smoothie in the morning to make sure we've banked some nutrition for the day. Then we might have an almond croissant with a coffee yeah. mid-morning and somebody would look at that and go, oh, well, that, if you're doing that, then I can do that. Yeah. Because they, they're missing the, the, uh, the 10 years you've spent doing what you've been doing, yeah. knowing that you can adjust in other areas, right? So you don't have a donut at three o'clock with your tea or coffee because yeah. you've had it in the morning and you make the, make the swap. Yeah. Um, and it's only the almond croissant that makes it onto the Instagram story. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Because the smoothie, um, generally speaking, looks like shit when you, <laughs> when you blend it, right? It doesn't ever look that appetizing. Um, it never looks like the Instagram smoothies out there, like the barley bowls that you see. Yeah. <laughs> no one's got time for that. Um, so I, I, I guess with this, with the, the sort of like the diet culture and, and, and meal plans and that kind of stuff, is it does demonize certain foods, as I'm sure you're well aware. I'm sure you've had clients come to you saying, oh, I can't eat this and I can't eat this. And mm-hmm. you know, I've heard my, I can hear it now. My mum's saying, oh yeah, nuts are good, aren't they? Well, yeah. yes, mum, they are. They're better for you than sort of chocolate or that kind of stuff. But if you're eating an entire pack of it, it's still 1500 calories. Yeah. Your entire, <laughs> uh, entirely daily calorie amount, Yeah. ultimately. And I think yeah. that's, that's really where people are going wrong they it's almost like um instead of i've just had a big, big flashback to uh high school uh home economics i think it's home economics like where you cook food and all yeah, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. instead of making a face out of salad right which i think i did at one point in time right there, there's one for the backlog um they need to be under like teaching and understanding like what calories are Mm-hmm. And then people can look at an array of ingredients and go, right, that's a little bit higher than that. 
So if I have avocado and nuts together, that's pot and peanut butter. That's possibly not the best because <laughs> that's yeah. like in the high, the high level, right? Yeah. So it's just like high calorie items, normal calorie items, and then lower calorie items, I think is where we really need to be with it to yeah. then enable people to like mix and match food almost yeah. in, in a far easier way than I'm sure you've done it before. Like you, you eat something, scan it into my fitness plan. I think, fuck, I really shouldn't. <laughs> How can I undo time? <laughs> yeah. It really wasn't worth it. Um, yeah. And I think, I mean, yeah, that's probably one of like, it's probably the same for pretty much any kind of online coach PT, whatever it is that's giving some form of nutrition advice. One of the first bits of feedback you get is I didn't realize like how many calories were in X, Y, Z, whatever food type it is. Or when you first dish out someone's calories, I had this recently. Um, and typically for the first week, I'll get them to just track as normal. So I yeah. can kind of see what they're eating, especially the kind of overall amount and like how much protein, things like that. And, you know, this guy was saying it was about 1800 calories. And I think he was about around about 110 kilos. And I was like, I don't think you're eating 100. 1800 calories like it's got to be more and then it's like a skill isn't it developing like how to actually track food like you said pre-tracking things in making sure you're getting the weight right and then after a couple of weeks the same guys like learn oh yeah cool so i was definitely eating more and the fact that i'm now weighing my food and understand like yeah i can have this much typically porridge in the morning mm-hmm. versus what i was doing before which is just like a free pour so it's kind of like that education gap i suppose between just how we've how you get brought up right to just like pour chuck your food on the plate versus actually knowing how much is on it that makes sense 100 percent granola is shocking for that like if you (laughs) you could almost as an onboarding process for all online coaches should be right you tell me how much you would normally pour for your granola as a portion that you would look at and go that will fill me up yeah (laughs) and then track that as calories i honestly like people like you say people have no clue so like i said about my mom like she would eat breakfast which would be porridge no fruit and veg then she'd have like some kind of one of my egg frittatas for lunch um and then she'd stuff a load of uh nuts when she got home like almonds maybe chocolate coated brazil nuts because they're good yeah yeah. not inside the, the chocolate you know um it's yeah it's just the calories ultimately and it's a really interesting approach that you said there that you actually get your clients to track how they would normally so just just carry on as normal but just track it just to give you an understanding and i think i'm I'm sure you've had some pushback on it where clients are like why you haven't even told me to do anything (laughs) you just told me to carry on as normal like who are you on my yeah yeah yeah. i think (laughs) when it comes to that like there's there's definitely obviously that you know it that first week they're they're obviously knowing that they're making better choices still it's never going to be like you know i imagine the weekend before we start is a very different story (laughs) in terms of what it is on the monday that we officially begin or wherever but but yeah and it's funny you said that about your mom like something that just came back to me was my mom for whatever reason is it's fairly similar right but she she seems to think that bananas are protein so like i'll (laughs) and again it just shows the the kind of the lack of not even knowledge just hasn't she's never really learned and gone out of her way to learn like okay cool i know that chicken is protein but for whatever reason she has this idea that if she has porridge with banana in it that's going to be her protein taken care of and i'm saying oh mom you should have a yogurt afterwards with like you know one of those protein ones no no no, i don't need it i've got my banana and i'm like 
where are you coming from here? Like, where, where is this information? It has from? to be, it has to be some level of association, right? Because yeah. when you're talking about that, I'm thinking, all right, okay, so maybe, maybe watched the tennis and seen Rafael Nadal yeah. on a banana halfway through it. And it's like, if he does it, kind of almost full circle, what we spoke about at the beginning, like, oh, if he's done it uh, with the Amon Kosson, I can do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm allowed it. But they don't realize that your calorie quota is 3,000 mm-hmm. and the 600 calorie almond croissant which again i you know when you track an almond croissant it's fucking shocking how how, how many calories it is like what would you rather an almond croissant or a giant plate of food that's going to fill you up and almost you won't even finish it and i yeah it's uh it's actually like that there is probably when it comes to i just so i do a, a private podcast for the clients as well which i'm sure that you you know, you know, a bunch of other people do something similar. Um, and yesterday I was talking about the, like what, what I felt anyway, were the five key components of a diet. And one of them was managing hunger. And I'm kind of talking about how, like when it comes down to meal timing, so like not leaving it too long before your next meal, because otherwise you kind of hit that red zone where you're just going to grab something. Yeah. Looking at then what's actually on your plate like you know have you got protein there have you got some fiber on there are you drinking plenty of water to actually fill you up and then lastly that kind of volume thing where you're looking at yeah do you want an almond croissant that's going to be four or five hundred calories or do you want a huge bowl of salad that's Mm -hmm. actually going to fill you up so it's kind of you know for me anyway those are the big three when it comes to managing hunger yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah um and and if you can do that then you're going to succeed and you're going to win i mean the amount of times um if like if we were going out for dinner on friday night and we were getting ready for an ibiza holiday or whatever it might be that, that's that's proper stereotypical right um, <laughs> let's go skiing instead it's yeah, okay so it's better, better for the time of year yeah yeah we need and we need uh some streamlined bodies right yeah. So aerodynamics yeah yeah um uh lost my train of thought lost my train of thought i'll get back to it in a minute um and, and, and we decided to go out for dinner mm-hmm. And we're like, right, so we need to, we basically need to starve ourselves all day. And we've decided we're going to pick a pizza place. And we really like the idea that, that we're going to have some pizza in the evening. You'd almost have to not eat anything for the entire day, basically starving yourself for the entire day to, to fit in the thousand to 1500 calorie pizza, yeah. making sure that you've hit your protein and veg for the day. <laughs> Ultimately, the pizza doesn't become worth it because you yeah. are so hungry that it, not only do you eat it in about three seconds, you don't feel like you've eaten it because you've inhaled it and therefore you feel immediately hungry. Yeah. I guess that's where, you know, I mean, I used to do it at one point in time. I used to eat every three hours because mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want any energy dips. And if I eat every three hours, I can kind of consistently get good nutrition throughout the entire day mm-hmm. rather than, I mean, I've done it so many times, uh, <clears throat> fasted until 12, gone to the gym and I felt like I was dying at about three. <laughs> and then you, you just, you're literally like this. Like where's all the where is all doubling the it in? Yeah. Exactly. If I tra- if I was tracking, I would easily do fifteen hundred calories in one go just to yeah. try and get like uplifted. So yeah, yeah, it's mad, it's mad. And I think that it's again. I think the whole a lot of kind of what, even what we're talking about. Like I've just made a couple of notes. Is like comes down to a few three things. Like one, make it easy for yourself. Like if you can, whether it's getting the stuff that you suggested for the kitchen, like actual utensil wise, mm-hmm. getting easy ingredients to have kind of stored up cheating the process as you say just yeah. make it easy for yourself you're far more likely i suppose to adhere to it and that's probably another big point in itself isn't it 
hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It has to, you have to be able to adhere to what you're doing. And then second of all, like maybe living, living within your own rules, like what you just said there at, at a point in time, eating every three hours was serving you pretty well. And that could have been like your own kind of, you know, loose rule that you say, I'll, I'll do this because I know it's going to serve me. That might not serve everyone, but it's like, well, what, what can your rules be? Mm-hmm. Like, can your rules be that you're not going to eat until 10 a.m.? Because you that's like an okay time for you to push it back to that you're not going to go absolutely mental and eat all the calories immediately after and so on and so forth. And then yeah, I, mean, I, had, I had this recently with a guy because um, I've still got a couple of online clients that I've had for, for, for ages and ages. Mm-hmm. And he goes off traveling for like 14 days at a time and I said, listen, I'm going to give you a set of rules to apply when you're traveling. So depending on when you on how late you need to stay up, this is the times that you will fast, right? So you'll just fast until one or you'll fast until 12 or 10 or 11, whatever it is. <clears throat> but on that note as well, then you have this like social pressure where if you, if we went out for breakfast, breakfast or brunch, mm-hmm. and I'd, I'm not allowed to eat, allowed to eat inverted commas again until 12, <laughs> there's like this, this, this social pressure. That, oh, I've got to break whatever it is that I'm doing to fit yeah. in with what you want, I guess, because yeah. a lot of people aren't comfortable sat there not eating, right? Yeah. But ultimately it is, yeah, that the, the rules are going to be the thing that help you to achieve your result. And yeah. if it's important enough to you, yeah, you'll end up getting it. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, man, was there was there anything else that you wanted to to go over? Or are you kind of I don't I don't think so. No, I think we've covered quite a bit. Um hopefully yeah, some think... actionable steps that people can light bulb moment and plug and play. No, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah. Oh, Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, Johnny. And I'll... So the recording got cut off quite abruptly there, but I just want to tie up the conversation. Basically, that was Johnny Becker. He is the coach's chef. You can find him on Instagram. His handle is just all one word, the coach's chef. And obviously, I know most of you guys listen to this probably aren't coaches, but give him a follow. Um, look at his stuff. He's got heaps and heaps of useful content, loads of recipes, Um, and just a good laugh as well so make sure you go and check out his page but yeah guys let me know what you thought of the episode let me know if you've got any questions let me know if um yeah if there's any other guests like i said at the start you want me to bring on would love to hear from you if you find this useful please 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 give it take a screenshot share it on your stories i you know i don't think people realize how helpful that can actually be uh, to really push the podcast out there, right? Because the reason I, I started this podcast and the reason I want to keep doing it is because it's just such an easy and useful way for me to just spread knowledge and spread you know useful content out that's not just in a short form of like an Instagram post or a reel or a TikTok. It's like actually well thought out and a good conversation that people can learn a lot from. So please share it if you found it useful. And look, if there's been any, at any point in this conversation or any point listening to this, if you thought, you know what? I really agree with what these guys are saying. I think I could get involved in something like that. Then drop me a message on Instagram uh, and we'll have a quick chat and we'll see We'll see if I can help. But anyway, have a fantastic rest of your day. Watch out for the next episode and we'll chat soon. Cheers.